Welcome to Silver Shades Podcast, created by Ogden House Senior Center. My name is Erika Rodriguez, and I will be your host in this weekly podcast created especially for you. On this podcast, we will discuss topics of importance to seniors and the community in general. We will also share stories and connect with other seniors in the city. Silver Shades will be released every Thursday at 3 p.m. with a new episode and a new special guest joining the show. Welcome, everybody, to one more episode of Silver Shades podcast. My name is Erika Rodriguez, and I'm the host in this podcast created especially for you. In today's podcast, we'll be having a conversation with a special guest, Victor Frigilana. Victor Frigilana is from the Philippines and has completed his bachelor's degree in computer science. He initially worked in the information technology sector for more than 10 years converting manual work in the manufacturing and telecommunications business to software automation. He also participated in maintaining vital banking information then. He planned on changing his career by completing a Bachelor of Nursing in the country. Victor became a live-in caregiver and flew through Montreal, Canada. He has served seniors in Montreal and moved to Toronto eventually. Being internationally educated, Victor learned his way to become a registered practical nurse in Ontario and started working in various homes and congregate seniors communities in Toronto, Richmond Hill, Bond, and Brampton for three years. He moved into Calgary to provide direct care services in home care, seniors communities, and hospital settings alike in Calgary, Cochrane, Lethbridge, Adrie, and Red Deer. Currently, Victor is also a member of an organization that helps educate healthcare aid students enrolled in Calgary, Red Deer, and Edmonton. Welcome, Victor Manuel, for being with us in the podcast today. And we will talk about the organization Care Within Rich Home Care and Staffing Service. Okay, Victor, so tell us all about Care, um, the organization that you represent, Care Within Reach Home Care and Staffing Service. That is right, Erica. Thank you for having me uh, in, in this uh, podcast. And uh, Care Within Reach is a private company that is concept, concepted in uh, 2018. And uh, the objective of, the, of Care Within Reach Home Care and Staffing Services is to provide care for home-based settings for people who are new to home care and, uh, and at the same time staffing services to augment all those services that is in the care facilities, uh, say long-term care facilities, uh, assistive living, congregate living facilities. So we can send our staffing as well. So um, we, we started with the home care before at 2018. And then after a year, Word came out around the community, and then they have been uh, very interested if Care Within Reach can provide staffing as well. What I mean staffing is uh, most of HCAs and LPNs. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And this is staffing. So basically what you guys do is 
like if any organization, senior setting, hospitals need a nurses or, or any caregivers, you guys provide with that. Yes, we do provide HAs and nurses, particularly LPNs, uh, nurses, uh, and, and RNs as well. We started with HAs before, and uh, we've been in that uh, type of services for a couple, uh, almost a couple of years. And then on the third year of our uh, you know, uh, uh, encounter with mm-hmm. clients, uh, care facilities would, did start uh, looking for LPNs and RNs that we started hiring. And then it was kind of uh, very helpful for communities around uh, Calgary and, and, and the surrounding areas as well. Yeah. What about like a personal uh, service? Let's say someone, some of the seniors in the community or, or not seniors, but anybody in the community need a nurse, like a personal nurse or someone to take care of them when they are at home or after a surgery recovery or, you know, when they come out of the hospital, do you guys provide that service as well? Well, um, we have re- received a lot of calls about uh, such kind of situations. And, uh, and one of the situations we have had is that there is a client that is in the hospital and in about a couple of days, uh, they will be needing someone who will be taking care of the dad uh, because the dad was in, in an accident and then he fell mm-hmm. and then he's coming back, uh, you know, recovering in the house. So they would call us and uh, they would, you know, check for ser- the services that we could give. And yes, uh, we do send HEAs. Um, uh, the thing is, of uh, that's part of the calls that we receive uh, because it's more of like a critical call at, mm-hmm. at times. And of course, ideally, um, what we're trying to in- insinuate at certain point in the families that uh, before such a critical uh, point would arrive, uh, they could call us for a certain degree of, you know, education if 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 they would uh, be taking care of someone um, and. We are very glad to provide uh, services like, say, um, any kind of assessments and and recommendations that we can do with no cost at all, um, and that would help people uh, have a an idea of of home care uh, before a critical call would come in. So, but that that is true, Erica. Uh, going back to uh, the calls that are critical, and mm-hmm. we have. We've been receiving calls such as, such as that um, being discharged from a hospital, and uh, that that's true. Yeah. Okay, so you do provide the services in case somebody needs. You know, they can reach out to you guys, and then you will uh, match them. Let's say with the proper um, LPN or RNs or whatever um, the case may be that they need. Yes, we do provide that services, uh, Erica. And uh, not only that, we also send our nurses uh, to, to, to check our clients and do assessments every now and then whenever it's necessary. But usually um, when, when a person is on home care, chances are they'll be needing an assessment on an average of once a month. And we don't uh, charge for any kind of services. We, we do just uh, charge for the hourly services that is uh, uh, that is needed by the, the client per se. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then, yes, yes. Now, 
you do have something like a temporary relief care, like a short-term care. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, uh, some people would, uh, you know, really take care of their family and they are very involved in, in the care of their uh, parents, uh, the, their children. However, they might be uh, having an appointment, let's say they have a flight, and then mm -hmm. they'll be gone for about a couple of weeks. And the good thing about Care Within Reach is that we, we send people to cover for such uh, a short period of time, say about two to four weeks mm -hmm. while the family member is away. And uh, uh, we certain, certainly before we start care, we would associate ourselves with the client um, so the transition will going to be smooth while the family member is still in the home and we will eventually take care of the client while the, the, love, the loved ones are away. Okay. Now, obviously, that is with us with a cost, right? Do you guys have like a, an affordable prices that that people can really say, okay, I can really, you know, I know in in, in the community some of the situations that we see, especially within our, our rich um, services, is some of the seniors are either isolated or they are low income, and the families are struggling to 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 help them or to stay with them because they need to work as well. So are you, um, are you organization has like a affordable prices for people that they can say, okay, I can definitely, you know, have some a short term care for my family member. Yeah. Well, um, when it comes to home care, uh, it is, it is a, 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 a fact uh, that people, um, say seniors who are going to really need a, a different type of, of care uh, for each of the cases that they have encountered. So uh, it's quite sad to know that um, that it is not part of any benefits that we're going to have from, let's say, if you're working at a top five of the companies, mm -hmm. it's not part of it. And the, the, the thing is, um, the cost of home care Um as opposed to any kinds of options that uh, somebody would have in home care, uh, or, or I mean, any options that they have, which is mm -hmm. outside of home care, which is a long-term care facility or a, an assistive living. So um, it, it's, it's, first of all, it's, we have to consider also the, the importance of home care and its education, because uh, I'm gonna give you an example, because mm -hmm. with home care, um, I do remember there was a gentleman that we have received uh, care, care for. And uh, when we started giving care for the person, we noticed that the, the gentleman needed a, 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 what you call this, a transfer belt. Okay. And, um, and because of that, um, he has been reluctant to, to use a transfer belt, even though the case is uh, he's really needing that for, for, for his safety. But the thing is, uh, if, if, home care was uh, being initiated, even for short hours, uh, he could have been using that as, you know, um, his education to be, to prepare himself because this gentleman, when he was diagnosed with dementia, he can still understand uh, changes mm -hmm. in his conditions. And we would like to point out that that kind of situation, we'll try to just take that as an opportunity because once, a person has, uh, you know, gotten into a, a more severe type of dementia, and then the call would come in later, then the options can be different. Like say, 
if the, the client can be not safe by himself or herself, yeah. then the option can be going into a care facility. But the thing is, um, there's a turnaround time when somebody's coming to a care facility. If 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 uh, if I'm not mistaken, that there's all, always like a two uh, mm -hmm. a two year wait uh, before. Yeah, long the, wait. Yes. <laughs> there's a long wait yeah so um our objective in home care is more of uh to address the situation as early as we can so to prevent that and then if the the home if the care facility would take the person in uh we would consider about the cost of it because basically um a, a place like say a bachelor's uh, um, room uh or or what you call this a, a single room that mm -hmm. is like about 400 feet uh, in 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 floor space that might charge the, the client about three thousand dollars per month, and even more than that if there's any added cost like say um, like medication assistance or any kind of mm -hmm. special treatment like say NGT and stuff like that it can increase the rates by you know a quarter of a of an hour it may the rates will increase drastically so uh, if if we come to think of it. Um, going back to the situation where the client is still more cognitive than be able mm -hmm. to adjust uh, its uh, the plan of care so they wouldn't go to a care facility. Everyone would like to stay in the house yes. because mm -hmm. you have your own garden, you have your pets there, and then you have your, your kitchen that you really love, and then you've been cooking your own dishes for the longest time, and then mm -hmm. that home is your, your castle, and then we just would like to maintain that. That prevents also the, the deterioration of a person of being being sent into a new place. Yes. Um, and if you can think about the cost of that and the cost of being in a home care with a gradual, you know, um, education with the client and th with the families, could pose lesser risks. Uh, let's say, for example, being, uh, let's say, walking without, again, with a, uh, uh, as, as what I was trying to mention earlier, mm -hmm. walking without a transfer belt, then, um, if a fall would occur, then uh, th then suddenly the person might be in a hospital, and then after that, a hip replacement is is necessary. And then when the person goes back, there's a lot of changes occurring. One is the fall, the injury, the pain, and at the same time, the chances are that he might not be coming back home because uh, he might be redirected to a care facility. But the, the, the thing is, he might be still on, on hold in a certain. Uh, uh, what you call this um a certain transition a period of time yes before they can yeah if you can't come, come to come to think of it the costs uh it uh you know home home care can still be really the best way to to go mm -hmm. um but in, in some cases where people are disabled then we can act as a advocate you know to help them file their disability i i know mm -hmm. that it's uh disability can 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 pay a person like about $22 per hour or $22.85 mm -hmm. to be exact, yeah. But it's uh, still a little bit short of, you know, um, what a home care could charge because to, to, to have them operating, you know, with all the nurses and the staff, like the HGAs, um, at least it could help. And then it, uh, we would, we're looking forward that that could defray the cost. And even more so, um, we, we cannot underestimate the power of the government because under the self-managed care, they are, they can be assessed by a by Alberta Health Services, and then we could we could act as a uh, uh, an advocate to file mm -hmm. them. But it may take some time, though. That is yeah. the main reason why 
um, education is the key for everyone in the family to start working on it before any kind of critical situation happens. Because when, when a situation happens like that, we still did address that. Yeah. yeah. It's not the best of the scenarios, but we still were, were able to pull it off. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. Now we did talk about um, care within reach, um, one of the services that recover in a home or the temporary relief care, like a short term care. Now, what about if the person doesn't need, let's say, um, like a short term, like a couple of weeks, but you need somebody like a companionship, like a companion yeah. uh, person that comes, you know, and help for a couple hours to do some, uh, some of the activities or give some medicine or just, you know, play some cards with the person or have a tea with the person and have a conversation. Uh, for, so the person is check, kind of, you know, checking in with them. Are you guys provide the services as well? Yes, that is right, Erica. Uh, we do many things under the sun and, and a person, let's say, uh, would need our services for about three weeks. And, and that'll gonna be a short uh, uh, period of time to cover. But of course, uh, we will just uh, present ourselves with our staff. Um, we would um, engage ourselves being the friends of the family. This is what we experienced that uh, we, we went into a certain table and then we're like uh, informally dining together. Mm -hmm. And then the family member will gonna introduce say that um, this is Victor, my friend, and then this is Vivian, our nurse. and. Uh, so these are my friends. And then I'm gonna leave to California for about three weeks. Mm -hmm. And then we're just gonna be, be, be leaving uh, them. They're gonna be visiting you every day. Is it okay, dad? But so so we, we're gonna slowly uh, get into that. And then we will gonna try to figure out what interests uh, this person, this client, mm -hmm. whether he may be staying inside the house doing a lot of his hobbies, like what we experience he likes gardening he likes cleaning of course we will we can we can assist him with his cleaning mm -hmm. um, just to make it's really very important to 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 give emphasis to his independence plus you know the HGAs are being there to to monitor his safety and then how how safe the procedure is going to be and uh, of course if they want to go out we can set up any kind of transportation uh, that wow. both HGA and the client would go Mm -hmm. And um, they could go to different way, different locations like the parks, which is quite safer nowadays, especially when there is a surge of COVID, uh, mm -hmm. and 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 they can go and and take time and relax and have a conversation, and come back and they can set up a, a taxi and Uber and uh, and normally we we send our HAs not to drive them because mm -hmm. I do believe in in the safety of the driver. The, the the HA being the driver and the client being the passenger because we don't we want we want safe safety for our clients especially say for example I'm going to give you an example say if the client has a seizure and then if the HA is the driver perhaps yeah. the the HA cannot just address it so we are setting up a, a public transport for both of them so okay and it's kind of like the personal care that you provide to like you say you know. Uh, you're with them not only as a companion, but you're checking that if they need, you know, a medicine or some special care or, like you say, trans, you know, transportation to somewhere. So it's kind of that personal touch that is very important for people. Um, That's correct. 
that's mm -hmm. correct, Erica. So um, people who have her need who are needing companionship care are being taken care of our HCAs who are being trained in 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 the province of Alberta, which is the the um, the 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 Alberta HCA program, which is run by Alberta government and and governed by or, or monitored by the CLPNA. And uh, these staff that we have can range from being a companion, being a, a family uh, yeah. to the client, and, and, and to any kind of, like say, very complex situations where an oxygen has to be maintained, uh, or let's say a bathing, let's say um, how, to, mm -hmm. how to deal with people who are kind of uh, uncomfortable of being assisted in a shower, but uh, the fact is a person might be in a risk of, of slipping off mm -hmm. uh, in, in, in a tub. Like, so we are there, uh, we, we are sending our HAs who are very much trained. And with an LPN like us, uh, we can visit and then suggest uh, something that could lessen, let's say a bath chair um, yeah. uh, to, to ensure safety and then all those uh, handles, we can, we can offer it. And then we can source out with uh, people that we know if they, you know they cannot afford those things that's great now that, that's excellent you know a, a lot of the time seniors especially they don't know all, all the you know the tools or all the help there for them you know sometimes they call um 311 or they call even open house where we are you know say what i i need this you know how i can get a follow of this person or this organization or who can help me with this so it's amazing that you guys and i like because the name say it everything you know care within reach you're there for provide whatever help they need like the staffing for the continued care facilities or hospitals or you know now one of the things i i I was looking into the organization like you, one of the services that um, kept my attention, especially because it's such a delicate uh, topic, is the service that you guys provide, end of life care, palliative care. Um, I know it's hard to talk about it sometimes, especially like if you have a family member or even if the person is alone, you know, and, and you know, the families live far away in a different province or in a different country. Um, and the person gets to that point on life that, you know, you know, it's not, not going, you know, back, but just going forward to the end uh, of the journey and, you know, and how we can help that person. How amazing is that you guys provide a service for that. Tell me a little bit of that. Yes. Uh, we'll finally talk about uh, the end of life care. Um, it would it was been talked about with tenacity. Uh, I mean, it's like, it's seldom been talked about because some families really dread the idea of a person mm -hmm. passing or, or being weaker in, in a way. And uh, we have encountered different, very many situations. Some people would look ahead and talk about it. And some people would just, uh, you know, jump into that situation when they call us it's a little bit way in the in the situation that they couldn't find a placement somewhere mm -hmm. like a hospice and then they would try to 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 call us to to have our uh, staff taking care of them um in in my own personal opinion i when, when it comes to a crisis call like that 
we will mm -hmm. try to address it the best that we can. Um, first of all, we, we're going to drop by uh, and, and check with the client. How far is it? Like, mm -hmm. and then we are also checking the risks. And then we have to in, you know, ensure the family that you know, we're doing our best. Uh, however, we will going to outline all the risks that is available. That this is the possibility and this mm -hmm. is the risk. Yeah. And then we would also determine who is making the decisions because there's a personal directive that is mm -hmm. in place. Then we're going to talk to that person. Yeah. Um, we send people, we send people who are very competent to, to, mm -hmm. to monitor and to address comfort care for people who is in palliative care at home. And, uh, and in, we have been successful in, 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 in doing this in a way that the families were, in a way we can, we can tell that the family was satisfied either, okay. either way. I know it's not, it's not an easy, easy path. People, yeah. uh, it's a lot of heart heartaches and, and a lot of adjustments but the thing is at the end of the day um the family would think i think we did the best route we did the yeah. best however uh, when it comes to 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 palliative care um i'm just going to insinuate an education and uh we are encouraging every family even it's far away like say a person who's been diagnosed with dementia even for a level one let's say for example mm -hmm. uh, they could talk to us. They could discuss about the plans that the family might have, even though they're not really subscribing to, or let's say getting our services right away. It's just, what is important for us is to have a, a baseline of what's going on with the family and yeah. what, how we can help. And then when, when the moment comes that there is a, a need for, for our HAs to step in our LPNs starting their shift, then that's the time we could charge. But when it comes to, to, to any discussions, anything under the sun after an assessment, a, a visit mm -hmm. made by the LPN there, it will be it will be just an open conversation with no strings attached. Mm -hmm. Then uh, when, when they start doing that, uh, requiring care, then we would start signing a contract. Of course. Now, because our objective is education. Education is the key. I do remember there was a gentleman that was being fronted to us by a son and then he said, you know, our dad needs a lot of help because he has a stage of dementia. Uh, he can do walking and everything like that, but we needed care like this and that, and then mm -hmm. he will be fine. And then we were, we walked there at, at their home, and then we spoke with the family, and then we had a nice to, uh, time together. But what we figured out is that it's not the dad who's needing really the, 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 you know, the urgent care because it's the wife. I did remember, I, I've seen that the wife, when when she's transferring her husband, I can see how bad the transfer was. Like mm -hmm. she'll gonna be, she'll be, she might be in an accident anytime soon. And then mm -hmm. when when that happens, we would foresee that if if this lady is cannot do her care, and then the family, other family members are working to provide that money and and, and to, to, to continue with that care, the, the family was gonna be paralyzed. Yeah. So what we did was we did educate the family. We didn't, uh, it didn't turn out, the, the visit didn't turn out to be a service. However, it's very, very pleasant for all of us to, to discuss about this, how to take care of the mom. Mm -hmm. Because once the mom is okay, then, the pilot will be okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I mean, and when I say amazing uh, opportunity, I um, don't get me wrong, you know, when we're talking about palliative care, I mean, yes. I refer that 
unfortunately, there are a lot of seniors or people that, like we mentioned before, the families are away or they're not, you know, they don't have the, the means, the way to be with them, to care for them in the, in the last stage of life. But yeah. it would be great if they know that they have a person that they will help them and they will be with them and they're not going to be alone at the end you know, of of the journey, they're going to be with someone that knows how to do the service, that is caring for them, that it will, um, you know, be a companionship there instead of they just finishing their lives alone. So, and and like you mentioned, it is hard. And uh, even me, you know, just thinking about it, uh, it's hard. But for my personal experience, I lost my mom due to COVID. And that was... um, I got a, a year ago, and at that time it was very difficult situation, right? They were alone, they were in the hospital, nobody with them. But I, I can only imagine if it's another disease, but they're living alone in a different country, you know. And, and you don't want, like, if you want to be with them, with your parents, but if you're not there, you want to make sure that they have someone or that they have a quality service, um, you know, that they you are sure that your family member is going to be well cared for unless if you're not able to be there um, or that they're going to have um, the help they need, you know, like whatever medication they, they need at the end of the time or whatever, you know, feeding situation or caring situation. So I think it's an important um when you address that is education what is the main thing here and I, I believe so a lot of us you know close our eyes to oh no 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 the person can be fine oh no no we can help but sometimes we can because we're not capable we we're not trained we don't have that uh, profession to be a, a nurse or a caregiver for a person with a particular or specific needs and we have to be realistic too and say, okay, do I'm gonna do a, a really good to, to do this on my own or I'm gonna make it worse instead of having um, someone to help me. I'm not saying to replace me, but to help me with the care of my family member, right? Right, right. I, I, I do highly resonate with that. And with COVID situations, um, it has been very dreadful. And, and a lot of family members has been in the dark when deciding on these things. I do remember there's a family member. He was, she was asking me, Victor, my mom is deteriorating. So the oxygen stats are low. Everything is low. Should we go for a tracheostomy? Is it worth it? Yeah. So it's really a daunting moment. It's a very dark moment that if 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 a family member is left or left alone like that, it's it's something like whatever the decision was, it could be his mistake or her mistake. For the rest of their life, they're gonna re- regret about that. Mm-hmm. And we don't want that. We, ha- we want to be someone who will gonna be, you know, even though he, we don't make the decisions, we can at, at least, we can offer our, something that we know uh, because based on our experience. Mm-hmm. And, and some family members, I don't know, I know with a lot, with a lot of cases with COVID that uh, a certain family, passes so about to pass away and then they, they seem to to hold on to hold on to dear life and then tell their parents no you know you can't go we don't want you to leave yes but 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 the thing is yeah we would we also would like to impart you know what what is causing a a bad death anyways it's like if if the person is really tired and then they cannot 
hold on to dear life and then what could the family do it's like going in the dark not coming back and then mm -hmm. what, what could the family say is that you know we have grown up we have loved you you have loved us and they will never forget about this one we will celebrate you being being a part of our family but we have to let you go because mm -hmm. if 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 you if you cannot hold it all together for for yourself then your your will will going to be done so mm -hmm. uh, it's something like allowing a person to leave and then and, and and these are the things that we have imparted in our caregivers that you know the value of death is as valuable as life itself yeah and it, it might be it might be so hard and hard to understand and difficult to process like i know for me it is but i know a lot of people might say well that, that you know no i don't even gonna go there but I think it's important for people to, um, you know, that listen to this podcast that they know that it's a, a, um, an organization like the, the one you represent, Victor, and, and it's people that they care and they have the experience and they're qualified and they're trained for these kind of situations and that they can help you navigate um, these, these situations. And I think it's, it's great that, that you guys exist and that you guys have this, all these uh, services for the community in general. Now, Victor, how people can reach out to you, regardless if it's a person or organization, but they need a staff or they need one of your um, amazing services that you provide. So how they can get a hold of you? Oh, the good thing about Care Within Reach is that when everybody calls our phone number, they're going to reach directly to us. We don't have a call center. It's personal. So if, if they would be talking everything under the sun in a phone and then we, we would uh, try to offer our, you know, presence in their home to take a look at what's going on, you know, um, if they would welcome us to their home, then we can, without any cost, we don't really uh, charge for such kind of visits. We just look, take a look at it and then see the possibility of home care. If it's not possible, then what are the options? Like say okay. a family member, a neighbor, uh, any kind of organization that can take over and any kinds of financial things that they can file, you know, mm -hmm. with the government and, and many things like that. And what is the phone number that they can reach you, Victor? Yes, they can call uh, our phone number at Carried and Reach at 403-764-6998. And we do have a website. It's called www.carewithinreach.ca. That's amazing. I, I really appreciate uh, your time, Victor, uh, to talk to us today. I think it's such an amazing opportunity to get to know you at least over Zoom. Uh, but uh, I think we can definitely um, create more podcasts with you guys uh, and talk about different particular services or options that are for, for people in, in need or people that are just looking for services, for someone professional to help them with their needs. Can you repeat the phone number that they can reach you at? Oh, of course, yes. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Care Within Reach can be reached by our phone number, which is 403-764-6998. And then for our website at www.carewithinreach.ca. Thank you very much, Victor. Anything else you want to add? I think that will be, that'll be great. Like, um, I think uh, I have no questions so far um, because our conversation has been thorough and then... Um, and uh, but thank you for having us in, in your podcast, Erica. Thank you very much, Victor. And I hope this is not only the first, but uh, a more continued time is that we can do podcasts together. And 
and educate and inform people with all these opportunities that they have to have a better um, quality life and that they can get the services from you. So I really appreciate your time, Victor. Thank you so much, Erica. We look forward to having a relationship with you and your, and your organization. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Thank you for listening to Silver Shades podcast. This podcast is available every Thursday at 3 p.m. with interesting topics and conversations for you. If you have any comments or want us to cover a particular topic, please refer to the contact form on the website silvershades.ca. You can find Silver Shades podcast on the website silvershades.ca, Spotify, Overcast, Apple Podcast, Pocket Cast, and Google Podcast. Remember, your experience and voice are important and make of the world a better place. Until next week.